The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. <laughs> Hello, Chris. How are you, brother? Oh, great. Chris Stone, good to see you, man. Yeah, what yeah. a lead-in, huh? Yeah, yeah, that was a great, uh, yeah. great lead-in. <laughs> Uh, you you don't have a place in Fort Myers or Naples, right? Am I, or am I wrong? I do. I have a place in Naples. I didn't know that. Yeah. I know you go there a little bit. I, how long have you had one? Uh, well, we had a place in Fort Myers before uh, for a while, and then we sold it. And uh, we recently bought in last year uh, back into a place in Naples. Well, how, well how, what have you heard? You okay? Uh, no power. No power. But no water in the unit, no water in the building. Are you in. up high? or tell Up me- high. I mean, high. like third, fourth floor, anything like that, or a little higher than that. Higher, higher than that, okay. but but yeah, no no water, no water in our unit, and amazingly, no water in the lobby or anywhere I internally see, I, except for the garage. You've heard about people who have lived down there and right on the Gulf and so on, and they've mm-hmm. had water in their garages and vehicles have been totaled out and things like that. So you're pretty fortunate for sure. Oh, for sure, fortunate. And I mean, the place that we had before in Fort Myers Beach. Uh, I saw a picture of it. Uh, it was actually on the news uh, the day after uh, Ian came in, and uh, there's a boat actually in the Lanai. Really? Yeah. So it's it, did it get leveled at all, or could you tell? It didn't get leveled, but uh, damage that it's it's yeah. I think it's probably going to be in a, a total teardown. What do you think? I mean, will there be the migration like there's always been from Springfield down there? I, I'm not sure about Fort Myers. Fort Myers is just maybe not going to be ready for a lot of visitors. Uh, I don't think it's going to be ready for a lot of visitors. I mean, if you think about Charlie in 2004, uh, it took him almost eight years to recover yeah. from that. Uh, it might take him longer. Yeah, to I don't. I, I mean, you know, first place, you know, dock boards, Bonita Bills, and so on are all going to, that, that shrimp dock where they have the Springfield Day, yep. that is heavily damaged and so on. It's not just going to be done overnight, I'm sure. It's going to take a while. And you know what? They were already stressed anyway with the amount of, you know, uh, labor to be able to do renovations and to be, you know, doing new building. And now they're going to be, you know, stressed even more. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting. Do you have to do a lot of building or have you done some things and how difficult do you have people in Florida that you use that that you're familiar with and they're familiar with you? Um, I do, but um, I mean, these are small contractors. These aren't big contractors, you know, building. These are, these are basically renovations. Um, I mean, to build new buildings. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, people are going to do down there if their you know their house is completely uh you know demolished um what's going on locally uh, okay now let's just go back <laughs> in the beginning um lucy's places the the gaming machines involved or no no you, you you're out of that out of that uh you jumped in fairly early i mean first in springfield right <laughs> we were yeah um and you decided to then have we oversaturated that market? Um, you know, it really depends. I, I think it's, you know, I, I think that it's about saturated, but the, the issue is, lo- you know, location. It's always location, location, location. And, uh, you know, the way that people game, uh, they bounce around a little bit, especially when they feel like a, you know, machine is, is hot versus cold. Uh, so they'll bounce around uh, from, you know, three or four different places. Uh, but you know what? I mean, gaming in Sangamon County is still going strong. Still an appetite. Does it, that surprises me. I knew there the was an appetite, but I, number one in the state? Yeah, number one in the state. Number one county in the state of yeah, Illinois still. as far as revenue from gaming. Mm-hmm. I knew there was an appetite. I didn't think it was that 
to that extent. I really didn't. I missed that completely. But then I should have known because I'm sure all the betting, the legal betting online is booming here in Springfield and Sangamon County and so on. Um, are we any closer? You've talked about this as long as I have and probably longer um, about a casino in Springfield. You uh, would love to see one downtown. I would love to see one anywhere. May, a little easier than I think uh, maybe they've already had some property and parking at the fairgrounds. But neither way, let's talk about the downtown. I, I know, is it a priority with the city to pursue with their lobbyists that they have? Is that high on the list to see if Springfield can get a casino? I hope so. I hope it's a uh, major legislative push for you know, 2023, uh, I think the the ability to locate a casino and then to be able to redo the entertainment district downtown, I think is uh, needed. And I think that the casino can be a linchpin to that. What makes, why are you optimistic? You think the state's going to do something? Uh, listen, non-election year, I think you got a lot of legislative priorities. Um, I think it also depends on who is, uh, you know, who's going to be your, <laughs> your, your state senator and your state, you know, representative in that area. Uh, whether you're at state fairgrounds or whether you're uh, downtown or on the east side, um, in terms of you know whether there's going to be a big push to be able to get the casino license here. Do you have places in mind you would like? Oh, for example, somebody said, "Okay, why don't somebody turn the Wyndham into one? It's got everything you need. You got your hotel rooms, you got uh, ample parking, you've got everything right there. What about the Wyndham? Why would I mean?" To buy it, then you're gambling you're going to get the license, and that's probably... Yeah, you know what? I mean, uh, I, I guess if, if if I had it my way... Yeah, where would, right? you, where would you locate one? Uh, I would locate it. I would locate it at the Wyndham or the Abe Lincoln. I'd locate it somewhere right around the convention center. That way you can increase convention center business. You can... I mean, if you do it at the Wyndham, you've got a built-in, you know, hotel room. Sure. Um, you know, whether you like the proposal that's out there or not right now in the Wyndham, I actually think that the Wyndham needs to probably stay as a full hotel. You put a casino in there and you make it a full hotel, and I think that uh, it's going to be pretty successful. Oh my gosh, I think you, unbelievable. Yeah, I we've been and we've been talking about this for I mean, maybe ten years now. Right? Uh, wouldn't it be nice to have kind of an entertainment district, basically from the multimodal facility on Tenth Street all the way to Second Street um, along Adams, right? Restaurants, bars, casino, hotels, convention center, um, all that you know, kind of space, and then you fill in retail. Uh, it would it would completely change the downtown rejuvenate downtown rejuvenate springfield certainly but but it would have an incredible impact downtown i really believe i've said that for years even my my brother was on the council and he told me once he said if we ever got a casino he said would never have to raise a tax in springfield for many 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 years he says the amount of revenue generated but that never came to fruition all right let's talk about cannabis marijuana and so (laughs) on uh explain some different things all right the cultivation is there a cultivation plant now that in Sangamon County that, that grows not what, le- not legally not legally <laughs> <laughs> I like how he qualified that <laughs> all right have you applied for a license uh, I have and tell me I thought you had a location picked out um, I do uh, I'm actually a uh, a partner with uh, a social equity applicant. Uh, and we would like to be able to locate in the old AMC Theater Parkway Point, uh, right there at uh, Lindbergh, the 3025 Lindbergh. Sure. Uh, it's got a dispensary right there already. So co-locating would be nice. That would be my location. That's where you would grow it? That's where we'd grow it. Okay. Is there a facility that grows on the north side of Lincoln? Uh, 
There is Cresco. Okay. It's the largest one in the state. It's largest in the state. Yep. I think it's got close to 200,000 square feet of flowering cannabis. How many employees they probably talk about up there? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to probably say there's got to be up to 500. Oh, my gosh. At that one location. Yep. All right. What's the downside of those places? Is there an aroma? Is there something in the air that people are going to, some people are going to find offensive? Um. Yes, but generally the discharge of that that air is generally done at night, uh, so you won't smell it. Generally speaking, uh, during the day, uh, we've got we've got such good technology to be able to mitigate that aroma that it, it's very faint at this point. Um, I can't speak for Cresco, but I think that you know in a smaller facility like the one at AMC or the one I'm working on also uh, on Lumber Lane, which would be Sangamon and Fifty Four mm-hmm. for another group here in Springfield. Uh, I, I think that that aroma is going to be very faint, if if any, that you smell. Okay. W- the dispensaries, where the dispensaries buy their product now, is that the one that's coming where? Is there one in Barrie or something like that? So Ascend is in Barrie. Yes. And people buy. And, and, and that's your. That's the one that I'm associated yeah, with. That's your associated with, with yep. Ascend. Yep. And so what's going on at Barrie? Uh, Barrie, they've expanded to, I think, 160,000 square feet of space, and I think it's about 120,000 square feet of flowering canopy. Uh, they've got, obviously, now they're working on getting 10 stores. They've got eight. They have they are working to acquire two more stores, both in the Chicagoland area. Um, so they're going to fill out kind of their platform for cannabis cultivation and distribution. Um, and you've got two stores, obviously, here. And you've got two stores from Erebus, uh, both in Grandview and in in Springfield. What about why would you want a cultivation as opposed to just stay with the retail dispensary part? And and why would it be important to add cultivation to the to the equation? Uh, for me, it's a little different than than most. Uh, I actually have a my 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 business plan for new cultivation, which would be smaller craft grows, is to be able to take most, if not all, the flour that's made, extract it, and infuse it into beverages. How many hoops, where are we at as far as getting, or anybody, you or anybody else, uh, getting a cultivation location here in in Sangamon County? Uh, CPU's been filed uh, for Lumber Lane. Okay. So I think that one has no setback uh, issues. So I think that, you know, you know, barring any, you know, negative uh, issues with the, the community, um, obviously we've got a hearing coming up on the, uh, I think the 19th of October. Uh, for that one, we can talk about that um, in terms of, what we think is going to happen there, but timeline-wise, that's on track to be probably growing product sometime in uh, April, May, you know, pursuant to getting the CPU. I don't know how many of these, if any, you're involved with. Uh, was there something proposed out in the Bradfordton area, around the Bradfordton Elevator, West Jefferson area? Um, I don't think there. I think that there was something proposed by Mayflower off of Cockrell. Oh, that's what I'm, okay, that, yep. that was my second call. Cockrell, not too far from Jack Robertson. Yep. What's happened to that one? I thought that was almost a slam dunk. It, it, in zoning-wise, it's, it's perfect. Uh, we've got an enterprise zone out there. I'm actually one of the guys working on that as well. Um, and hopefully, you know, we'll be able to locate something out there as well. How many dispenser, how many cultivation plants can Springfield handle? Sangamon County? Well, <laughs> they probably could handle a few. A few more than three, but uh, I think you're probably, you know, looking at max, probably three or four. How many dispensary locations are there now in Sangamon County? Four. And that, does that grow or is that limited by city or county or whom? Limited by state number of licenses. You've got another three that could be in here. In Sangamon County? In Sangamon County. All right. Uh, I think that you'll probably end up getting one, maybe two more. I don't see that three is going to survive. I think that's, you know, 
it cannibalizes the market too much. And there, there's also, you know, setback requirements, and it's going to be hard to, you know, find good locations to be able to, to move into. So Matt, we will keep you here. And, okay, let's go back to what's going on on Lumber Road on the north side. Yep. You seem to be most optimistic about that as far as cultivation. There were some places that were concerned about schools, churches, whatever the case might be. Um, some have been turned down because of that. Uh, you've got to really do some research to make sure you have a location. Correct. Especially here in Sangamon County and the city of Springfield. Are they stricter here than other places? Uh, they Zoning are. wise? They are. Oh, are they really? They are. Okay. That's always been the case or was that put in when these people start talking about cultivation plants and dispensaries and things like that? Always been the case. So from, from day one medical, uh, it was, it was tough because they, they essentially adopted the state's rules. Uh-huh. Um, and then they kept the state rules kind of in place, uh, for the recreational side when they redid the ordinance. Okay. Tell me where were we at as far as the cultivation plant out on Lumber Road, out on where Sangamon Avenue, you say? Uh, Sangamon Avenue. Well, yeah. So it's East Sangamon. East Sangamon. Yeah. And, uh, so the CPU goes in, uh, first hearing is October 19th. Uh, I think that we'll probably have, uh, you know, barring any issues, uh, we should have that uh, hopefully approved, you know, by by the regional planning commission and the city council within the next sixty days, and then we can uh, go to construction and look to actually having growing product in there by April. It, but is there a building there now, or will you start from ground level? Building already there, eighteen thousand eight hundred square feet, two thousand square feet of office, sixteen thousand eight hundred square feet of warehouse, um, six acres. It's it's almost perfect. How many employees you look at? Uh, that one will probably do about 25, 27 employees. It, that will take care of it. Now, will, so, so then it's it's grown there, and then you, then the dispensaries come. Do, do dispensaries have a right to purchase from whatever cultivator they want? They can do any cultivation in the uh, in the state So or buy from any cultivation. In the state. So are there many like you that have both the cultivation and the dispensary? Um. There are, but it's limited. And in in order to make it probably in this market, you probably have to have vertical integration, which would mean you have to have, obviously, supp- supply manufacturing, you have to have distribution dispensaries, and you have to have transportation. How competitive is the dispensary market right now? I know you have one other uh, group out there that's in Springfield-Sangamon County, like Ascend. Uh, how, how competitive is that? It's, it's pretty competitive. I mean, the, the products themselves are pretty competitive. So you're really, you're competing on products within the dispensary. Um, you're going to end up having adding another uh, 200, I believe, 285 new dispensaries into the marketplace in Illinois. Wow. Um, so it's going to get pretty competitive. We talked about the, um, the, the, the gambling, the popularity. Are you surprised that the marijuana market is as uh, rewarding as it could be or the number of people? I'm not going to say rewarding. That's your business. But... It appears to be it's caught on. It's pretty popular. Uh, it's amazing the similarities between the gambling demographic and the use of cannabis demographic. Give me the ga- give me the demographic. What are you talking about? Fifty year old women, fifty year old plus women, what? is a large majority of uh, a large n- uh, demographic of the buying population for, for cannabis, cannabis as well. Yeah. Really? I knew that what the boys wow. and girls were telling me at the various locations huh. with the gaming machines. It's crazy. Uh, you know, they, they refer to them affectionately as the blue hairs. And <laughs> but, Sam, we saw that years ago on our trips out to Vegas. Yep. It's, yeah, yeah no, 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 no doubt. But I did not know. I saw that on the gambling thing. I didn't know that on the, on the, the cannabis side. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, listen, you still have 
uh, a wide swath of, you know, uh, anywhere from, you know, 21 year olds all the way up to 80 plus. Right. But if you're looking at demographics, you're looking at 50 year old and maybe even 45 year old plus women. How challenging is the security that you must put in place in these locations, the dispensary? Uh, the state makes it very, very uh, regulated. So uh, security wise, I mean, just for a dispensary alone, uh, the build out is probably three to four hundred thousand just for the security. Not for the cabinets, not for anything else in the in the build-out, just the security alone. Having never been in one, and I apologize, I don't support your business, okay. but have never been in one, <laughs> What about how many different varieties of things can you buy in a dispensary? Uh, you know what? I think, um, I got to think about that, but it's over a thousand SKUs, so a thousand different items. And, and is there a most popular? Uh, flour? Buying flour is still popular. Uh, smoking it, the I would say the traditional way is still popular. I think that uh, gummies, edibles, I was going to say gummies man. are are becoming popular um, and have increased in terms of popularity over the course of the last you know two two three years. Um, and then you got vape pens. Uh, we know where Sangamon County ranks with gaming. How do we do with cannabis? Are we as are we as popular as we are? I mean, we're number one in, in, in gaming. How do we do in cannabis? Uh, I mean, I think per capita-wise, uh, I think we're not number one. Uh, I would tell you that probably the Metro East, uh, just because you've got a big influx of Missouri folks. Oh, yeah. I think the, sure. I think the Missouri market is definitely probably the most robust in the state. Um, listen, a lot of people from Chicago are going over to Michigan because Michigan has uh, a, lot, a lot of dispensaries and a lot more, um, I guess, buying power. Right, so the uh, the product cost is cheaper in Mich- Michigan. So you get a lot of people from Chicago, Chicago land area going to Michigan. But um, in terms of in terms of robust markets, Metro East for sure. Has it impacted the street sale of marijuana at all? The fact that you have legal dispensaries is there? Are there still people making money uh, off selling on the streets? Uh, all right. So I think prediction wise, I think that the state's going to probably do about 1.8 billion in sales in cannabis this year. Okay. Give or take. I, I think that the street market, the black market is probably about six, $700 million. Wow. <laughs> maybe more, maybe closer to a billion dollars. So I think that the, the amount of dealers that are out there are probably less, but the dealers that are out there that are selling on the black market are probably making more money. What's the reason for that popularity? Is it price? Oh, price. That's it. It's, I people mean, don't worry about the quality necessarily. Street. I mean, and, and and people are used to, if they had a dealer before uh, marijuana became legal, then they're still using their dealer and they trust their dealer and their dealer's probably providing it to them for half the cost. Paul, I got two more minutes maybe? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, good. Um, it's like the, like the four-minute drill, well, right? Yeah, no, you're just, I, I'm just trying to... Fast and furious. I'm just trying to jam anything. It's like a verbal Rorschach. I say things, and, and you rock and roll, and I love it. Um, you see any major changes? You're, you're a lobbyist. Let's remind everybody knows that. You've been a lobbyist for how many? Uh, since 1995. And do you have a number of clients? I do. Uh, can, you, can you share that number? Uh, 14. You have 14 clients you mm-hmm. work with. Yep. All right. Do you see any changes coming after the off-year election? There might be nationally. I'm not so sure we're going to see a lot of change in Illinois. What do you think? Uh, I would agree with that. I, I think that you're going to see change nationally. I think Republicans probably take the House, probably take the Senate. Um, I, I think that the state, uh, I think it probably stays about the same. I, I do you know, predict that J.B. probably does win. Um, 
I, I think that the Senate and the House both stay Democrat. So you, you're going to have a, you know, you're not going to have much uh, checks and balances. <laughs> Once again, you'll have a democratically controlled, uh, you know, system in Illinois. Um, and I don't see that changing. You think he runs for president? Uh, I don't know. He'll throw his hat in the ring. I don't know if he'll formally declare. I think he'll throw his hat in the ring and take a look and see what what's going on. I think. Although, listen, I think. I, I think if he he's got some good momentum if he does win the election in November, I think he's got some good momentum, especially with the way the state uh, the finances are with the state. I think the building program with the state. I think uh, you know the pandemic's the pandemic. Whatever you think about the pandemic, it's hard to uh, you know to judge people on the pandemic and how you handle it. But in terms of the other things that are generally the the things that you judge a a politician or a leader on. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of government, uh, I think he's probably you know probably got a better track record than uh, the last. I mean, I would say since George Ryan. So. Uh, a final question: Optimistic about the future of Springfield, economically, business wise, uh, real estate, whatever. Are you optimistic or not as optimistic as you'd like to be? Uh, I'm probably more optimistic now than I've been in probably 20 years. I think you're going to find that there's going to be more employees, uh, state employees, added to the uh, to the roles. Uh, I think the governor's already made an announcement that he's like he'd like to get three to five thousand new employees here in his next uh, term if he gets reelected. Um, that's a big influx of new employees that we lost in the uh, early two thousands. I think you've got a thriving medical community that I think is only going to get bigger and better. Um, I think you've got businesses that hopefully will add more employees, the bigger businesses in town. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, we've got a lot a uh, lot of good things to be looking forward to in Springfield. Chris Stone, thanks for stopping in. I always enjoy it. Thanks for having me again. My pleasure. It is AM Springfield. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.